Hello everyone and welcome back to Relationships Revisited. It is great to be with you all, so grateful. So today we're going to do a couples episode and you know, there's a beautiful idea um, when the Torah says, let us create the human being, let us create man. Who's the us? So an idea I once heard, I heard it in the name of Rabbi Soloveitchik, I'm not sure the original source, but regardless, the idea of us is God speaking to me and to you. God is speaking to the human being himself or herself and saying, we are going to create you because you have the capacity to create your own life. It's not defined. It's a story that you get to tell. And we are constantly doing that with the decisions we make, with how we spend our time and energy, with what we focus on, with what we give our attention to. That is us creating ourselves. And human beings, when they come together in a relationship, well, now they have an additional story they are telling. Because as these two worlds come together, they begin to co-create the story of their relationship. And every relationship has a story. A story that we tell together. And that story is not created accidentally. The story is really specifically and well-defined, a well-defined outcome, I should say, a well-defined outcome of the ongoing experience of our interactions. Interactions that are happening all the time. It's how we look at each other. It's how we speak to one another. It's how we spend time together. But most importantly, this is really the focus. The story of us will be defined by our ability to reach and respond to one another in significant attachment-rich moments. I'll explain what that means. But there, just to know, there are specific moments that are kind of like broad strokes. They, they are really, um, they're, in, they're in thick ink, right? Because of the significance of those moments. And funny enough, the story is actually told from the bottom up. It's, to, it's told through the body. The part of our being that begins to tell the story or gets things rolling, so to speak, is the part of us that is responsible for our overall health and well-being. That's right. It's the autonomic nervous system. Okay. So let me, uh, let me use an example from outside of relationships kind of illustrate what I'm talking about here, something that's really familiar to all of us. When the nervous system registers certain physiological sensations in my stomach, maybe in other organs, but, maybe prim but primarily in my stomach, there are more developed parts of my brain that recall this familiar sensation and then apply words and uh, a story to this physical sensation, and it says, oh, I'm hungry right now. I need to eat something. That is the story that is then given to this very familiar sensation. And this is a well-trodden pathway, right? So the, the familiar, familiar story continues as I go and relieve the distress by peeling a banana and eating it. 
The distress goes away. Those sensations on the inside, they go away. And the story ends happily. This experience reinforces that next time the same physical sensations come up, well, hopefully I'll be able to repeat this this cycle, this experience, and on and on we go. In relationships, the nervous system is just as active and engaged because relationships have a have extreme significance for our well-being and our survival. And the same bottom-up storytelling is at work. It starts with sensations in the body. So let's see how this goes. Okay, so let's say you have a couple, Sheila and Mitch, they're married. Sheila received a promotion at work that she's been working towards for the past year. And she is overflowing with excitement when her when her supervisor tells her that she got the promotion. So in that moment, her person, her husband, Mitch, you know, she calls him on the phone and not knowing, she didn't know this was happening, but for Mitch, he was in a very different place. He was in his home office and he was online he was online with with GoDaddy trying to fix a problem on his website. His website is crashed and he was really distressed by this and he was in the middle of a of a phone call with with GoDaddy when he picked up for her her overflowing joy and enthusiasm was met with a detached unemotional distracted oh that's so nice he was n- looking at his computer when he was speaking he was not really present Right away, she doesn't see his face, but she hears the tone. She can sense the distance. She can hear the distractedness. And hearing this disengaged response, Sheila very quickly, her body very quickly, there's a pit in her stomach. There's a tightening in her chest. There are physiological, there's a physiological reaction here. Now, she didn't notice this in real time. It happens really fast. It's like one one hundredth of a second. It's super, super fast. But her, her, ANS, her nervous system, is sensing danger to her well-being. The danger is because the person that she's entrusted her, her, her life to, so to speak, her, she's entrusted herself to, to journey through life with, is not responsive to her, is not engaged, is not available to her in this really significant moment. This moment has so much rich, positive um, emotion for her. It's been something she's been working towards. It has so much meaning, and she wants to share it with Mitch. She wants to share it with her partner. The stomach pit and the tightening are physical sensations that are trying to communicate something to her. They are danger signals telling her to do something. You can see how the story is being told from the bottom up, from within her body. Okay. Now, how the story develops from this point on depends on a lot of variables. Most importantly, their relationship history. Similar times, attachment-rich moments in the past. It also depends on Sheila's personal relationship history. Stretching all the way back to childhood to her earliest relationships, there is a template. It also depends on Sheila's level of, of self-awareness. Okay, If Sheila's felt secure, seen, and safe with Mitch generally throughout the relationship, these attachment-rich moments have been met, they've been, they've been attuned. So at that moment where he is distracted and distant, the more developed part of her brain may be able to step in there and say, hmm, kind of, this is not like him. What's going on? 
right? This doesn't fit what, what she knows of, of their relationship. Starts to ask questions like, well, maybe he's busy or what's going on with him? The story that has sustained their relationship until this, till this point is now resourcing her to try and make sense of the physiological pain signals, okay, the stomach, the tightening the chest, to try and keep the story intact. So she might say to him, hey, are you okay? It, it doesn't seem like you heard what I said or like you're not, I don't, I'm not sure. That, I got the promotion. I got the promotion. I, the one I've been working for. Now her tone and her affect here would communicate to Mitch that he's missing something. And hopefully that signal would wake him up, so to speak, to put GoDaddy on a hold and say, and say, oh my God, I, yes, I am totally distracted. I'm on the phone with GoDaddy. It's a real mess over here. I'm so sorry. I Did you just say you got the promotion that you were hoping for? I'm so happy for you. That's amazing. That's amazing. I want to celebrate with you. This is awesome. I just want to deal with this right now. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I'm sorry that I was just so distracted. And then they would, there would be a rupture there. Right? There was a rupture, and now there's a, a repair. They, they they retuned to one another. There is a there is a a realignment. Okay, and now this the the sort the the safety and security of their relationship story is reinforced. This is a safe place for us. Now, if the relationship and or the relationship history, but it's most likely and okay if the if the if the relationship has already been marked by insecurity misattunement loneliness and hurt okay ruptures that have not been repaired especially at significant attachment moments the same physical sensations the same exact bodily response the stomach the pit in the stomach the tightening of the chest they will be interpreted totally differently. The bottom up, okay, it's coming from the bottom up, but now, but now, the story starts as, you see, I'm not safe here. You see, you don't care about me. It, here it is again. I don't matter to you. I'm all alone here. And then the bodily signal intensifies the emotion becomes even stronger. The signal to do something becomes even more intense. And she yells at, the, on, at Mitch through the phone. Says, You're so self-centered. You only care about your own life, your own work. I've been working at this promotion for the past year. The frustration, the anger, it's trying to bring attention to her place of hurt. But Mitch is not going to hear that. Now cue Mitch's own nervous system reactions that's going to register with him as a danger signal as well understandably and the story he the story he tells himself about the relationship and how how he's experienced it and unfortunately then he does a protective thing and the sad painful story continues from the bottom up the interpretation here is different based upon the story that has been generated, that has been co-created. So that's why it's so important. It's essential for couples to take ownership of their story and their relationship. They are creating it together. They're creating it together based on how they treat each other regularly in, in, in smaller interactions, but most importantly, again, with the broad brushstrokes, 
of these attachment significant moments, how they reach and respond to one another in these attachment rich moments. Those are, they are, they are, um, you know, 10 x they're, they're super important. So what are these attachment significant moments? Well, I think you're trying to get, you're, you're getting a sense, but to, to define it, attachment significant moments are moments that are, that are emotionally heavy, that are emotionally laden for the person. And that could be in distressing emotion, negative emotion, or positive emotion. So for example, when he's overwhelmed with the pain of failure, the shame that might be there, or the sadness that might be there of, of being fired. And at that moment, he needs to feel his wife's presence, her love, her acceptance, her support. That's an attachment-rich moment. Or whether she, when she's bursting with excitement about her, her brother's engagement, the brother that's been waiting for years to get married, and finally he's engaged, and she wants to share that moment with her husband to have her join him there. That's an that's an attach, attachment significant moment. And other attachment significant moments, when, when we need to know that, that our person is available, that our person is responsive and engaged with us, could be during illness, God forbid, or during tough parenting moments, when, we're, when we're, our child is triggering us, we need each other there. And painful in-law moments, painful in-law interactions, when there's monetary loss, special occasions, birthdays, anniversaries, in new social situations. And on a daily basis, when we leave each other for the day and when we return to one another for the day, those are really daily check-ins and they have attachment, um, attachment richness when we depart and when we return. Just in general, when life feels overwhelmingly difficult or overwhelmingly amazing, and we're overflowing. These are moments where we want to connect with one another and we want to milk these moments for to tell our story of who we are to one another. They are so significant and we can capitalize on these moments and know them and know that we need to really need each other in these moments. We can really begin to take responsibility and create a story, a story of safety and security. And again, this happens from the body up. The body really does keep the score here. It watches these moments significantly. The nervous system is very, very um, tuned in and vigilant and, 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 and on guard with what's going to happen in these moments. So again, we can take control for, of this. There's a lot of power here. We can empower ourselves. Any moment, right? At, at any moment, we can send signals that and respond to one another in ways that start to tell a story that we both want to live in. Even if the story has not been so great up until now, we can begin to start to tune into one another in these important moments and realign. You might need support in that. But this is where the attention needs to go. And ultimately, what we both want, what we all want, is that through these interactions, these ongoing interactions, daily, but most importantly, in these attachment-rich moments, that repetition here and, and ongoing attention here will communicate to both of us that our relational space is a space that I am loved, a space that I'm supported, a space that I'm cherished, that I feel at home here with you. So our hope is that 
we can all be empowered to create this together. We really do have the ability to do that. And it's a skill that can be built and it's both of our responsibilities. So I'm hoping this is helpful. I really appreciate you all joining me here and the attention you give to your relationships. And I'm looking forward to being with you next time here in the, the space between. 